The following is a paid commercial program. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. I'm here. Can you hear me? Self-made millionaire, national award-winning inventor of down the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends. And the- Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, I'm back from a, a very needed week off, and uh, I have to share with you that uh, myself, just like the rest of you, gets to this point in life where you just get totally burnt out. And you know, what does it take? What does it take to knock you down a couple notches? Uh, I'll tell you what, it's, I had to sit back. I had to take myself off the radio because, you know, there, I, I have a sense of responsibility that if I'm going to come on the radio, I have to have something to say. I'm not wasting your time listening to me or regurgitating the same old stuff over and over and over again. I've been doing this for 25 years now, and the bottom line is is that if you don't have something worth saying, then don't say anything at all. Is a good way to look at doing radio and or TV or whatever type of entertainment that you're doing. And this is what I would call edutainment you know we're trying to get some education in here it's also part entertainment and uh even so there comes a point where you just get to be like so overwhelmed by the ridiculousness of our society that it started to just play on my brain and i think it plays on everybody's brain i think there's a little bit of it going around everywhere i think a little everybody's a little touchy right now but recently the insanity has just gone over the top and today I'm going to voice some opinion to that. I've had some people send me some interesting information this week, and um, it kind of uh, hit me that maybe that was part of the reason that I'm feeling the way I do is that it seems like the people with any kind of normality in our society that hold this society together, that make this society work, are being taken apart at the seams by just this ridiculous group of people on the edge. And um, I don't know why it is that these people have any ability to grab a forum. What is it that they're trying to do? The only thing I can guess is they're trying to turn this country into a socialist society, a socialist country. But somehow they're getting the ear of the newscast, the ear of some now politicians, and it's starting to take hold. And... I think it's at a point right now where it's a tipping point. Either, you know, and I don't want to use the term we fight back, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a fight. Maybe it's a battle for morality, a battle for society. I don't know. But it sure seems like it is. Uh, It seems ridiculous. So somebody wrote me this or sent me this, um, I don't know what it is, really, manifesto, I guess. And I thought I wanted to read it, or I do want to read it. I don't thought I wanted to, but I do want to read it because I think it's rather important. 
And I take some artistic license with it because I changed some of the wording in it a little bit. Not much, but just a little bit so that it can make it more poignant. So I read as follows. I was a police officer. Today, I will not answer radio calls that your boyfriend has come home drunk and is beating you again. No matter whether you are white, black, Hispanic, Asian, or Indian, I'm not going to show up. Today, I will not answer the radio call that your 16-year-old daughter, whether she's black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or Indian, who is a very responsible young lady, is four hours late from coming home. But today, I will not answer that call. Today, I will not answer the call that your store has been robbed or your house has been burglarized, no matter who you are or no matter who did it. Today, I will not stop a drunk driver from killing someone, no matter what race or religion they are, and no matter what race or religion you are. I will not catch a rapist or a murderer or a car thief, no matter what race or religion they are. Today, I will not answer the radio call that a man has a gun or tried to abduct a child or that someone has been stabbed or is in a terrible accident no matter what race and religion they are. Today, I will not save your child that you locked in a car or the child you were too busy to watch when you went outside and fell into the swimming pool, but that I had to revive. But not today. I won't be there. No, today I will not do that. Why? Because today I was suspended from my duty for doing my job. Because the media, the leftists, the community organizers, and a mayor who ran an anti-police agenda, all who knew nothing about policing, have vilified my profession. Because today I was killed by a drunk driver while I was helping push a disabled car off the highway. Today I was shot and killed during a routine traffic stop to simply tell someone they had a taillight out. Today I was killed in a traffic accident rushing to help a citizen. Today, I was shot and killed serving a warrant on a known drug dealer. Today, I was killed by a man when I came by to do a welfare check because his family was too busy to check. Today, I was killed trying to stop a bank robber or a grocery store robbery. Today, I was killed doing my job. A chaplain and an officer will go to my house and tell mom and dad or my wife or husband or my children that their son or their daughter or their husband or their wife or their father or mother won't be coming home today. The flags at many police stations will be flown at half-mast today, but most people won't know why. There will be a funeral, and my fellow officer will come, and a 21-gun salute will be given. The taps and the bagpipes will be played, and I will be laid to rest. My name will be put on a plaque on a wall somewhere in a building in the city of nowhere. A, flooding, a folded flag will be placed on the mantle in a bookcase in some home somewhere with my family. There will be no cries for justice. There will be no riots in the streets. There will be no officers marching and screaming, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. No citizens will scream that something must be done. No windows will be smashed, no cars will be burned, no stones will be thrown, no names will be called. No matter whether I am black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Chinese, it doesn't matter. Only someone crying themselves to sleep tonight 
that will be the only sign that I ever lived. Now, how can you in your right mind want to live in a society without police? Tell me how you can get to that logical point. You're out of your mind. The very city council that is eliminating the police in their city have hired personal security guards out of city funds to protect them. You heard that? Look it up. The very city councilmen that are planning to eliminate police in their city, cities, this has happened in more than one city, have hired personal security guards out of city money to protect them. No, you, you poor black, white, brown, Hispanic, Asian, who live out there in the city, gone crazy, you don't need police protection. Only us, the elite at the top of the, of the list. Because once you get to a totalitarian situation, once you get to a socialist situation, once you get to one of the massive extremes that are out there politically in different countries, only the very few people at the top survive. Everybody else suffers. And yet, our kids who have never worked a day in their lives, who've been on welfare, poverty, or in college, they want a society that will destroy everything that allowed them to live the great life they're living today. My friends, I don't know what it is that has changed so much you say, well, black lives matter. They do. White lives matter. Hispanic lives matter. Brown lives. Asian lives. Everybody's lives matter. There are more black people killed by black people every single year. There are more white people killed by black people every year. There are more people killed in Chicago than any other city. In fact, almost all the highest death rate cities are liberal. And yet, you want to vote in this socialistic liberal society group of people and say you want the whole country to have no police force and live in a city in a country like Chicago where thousands of people get shot every year. I don't understand. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world, but nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it, because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise, tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and Successful Real Estate Investor, Lynn Murrow, on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail. 
whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at Lifestyles Unlimited Workshop. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I'm uh, just coming back from a week off of just trying to clear my mind. And um, I can't wrap my arms around it. I, somebody want to call in, and uh, that number be 866-582-9933, and explain to me why there should be no police and what you plan to do when there are no police. Uh, man, I just don't get it, and um, I don't think anybody else actually gets it either. It's just a bunch of craziness, right? Just a bunch of craziness. And if they can pull that off, who knows what else they can do. At that point, I mean, it's all we're all got to go get our own guns. And by the way, if you don't have guns now, you better get them because they're going away fast. Ammunition's even faster gone away. And uh, if you don't have it, then you're not going to get it, pretty much, is what it comes down to. Um, but is that what they want us all to do, to start, you know, practicing our own law? Is that really what they want? I mean, think of all the people that the police help every single day, all the stuff that they do that's positive. And does that mean there's not one bad cop out there? No, I'm sure there's one bad cop. I'm sure there's 10 bad cops. I'm sure there's even more than that. But the bottom line is, get rid of the bad cops. Don't get rid of the police system. Um, let's go on to another one that irritated me. Here's another one sent to me. Interesting article says, do you know that 10 states have more people on welfare than they have employed? Get out of here. That can't be true. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure I should look this stuff up before I put it on the air, but I, I don't bother to do it. It's just it's an interesting concept. Supposedly, according to this article, 10 states have more people on welfare than they have employed. States, California, New Mexico, Mississippi, Alabama, Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio, New York, Maine, and South Carolina. Now, what could you tell me about all of those states, if not all of them, most of them? They're all liberal states. So how do you support a state where more people are on welfare than are on that work? If people don't work and produce income, well, then what do you do? Well, then you go cry to the federal government. We need bailout. We need bailout. You need bailout because you don't have anybody working. The states that have people working don't need bailout. It's the states that don't have anybody working. Or have more people on the dial, on the on the dole than are putting into the system. Here's another interesting factoid, uh, according to one article, that if you take food stamps, housing support, child support, Medicare, and all other types of support, the average recipient's receiving about $168 a day. 
What's interesting about that is the average American household makes just over $50,000 a year. That's the median income. That is $137 a day. So what does that mean? It means welfare pays $30 an hour on a 40-hour week with doing nothing, whereas the average job pays $24 an hour on a 40-hour week working. Now, if those facts are true, if they're correct, then why would anybody go to work? What's the benefit? I mean, what I'm trying to point out here, guys, is society has become very lopsided. There's no logic to it anymore. Now, why am I bringing this all up? See, in the past, for the last 30 years of doing this, I've been akin to the, what you would call, a libertarian world. Libertarians believe, leave me alone. Okay, just leave me alone. I don't want to mess with you. Please don't mess with me. Just let me do my thing. Thought process behind the libertarian is that I'm not the dumbest, dullest blade in the drawer. I'm at least 50% as smart as anybody else. And if given the opportunity, I'll outwork everybody else to get where I want to be. So if you just let the playing field be even, I will get out there and out hustle the average person. And so my life will be above average. Obviously, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a super sharpie like a Bill Gates or a Warren Buffett. But I live above average lifestyle. So... I've always believed just leave everybody alone and, you know, let the water go where it goes. The problem now is that they're not leaving everybody alone. When they start going into your city and burning your businesses down, or they start telling you you've got to shut your business down and you can't have people come into your business anymore because there's a thing called a flu, then all of a sudden the whole thing changes. They say, well, do you not believe that there's a COVID-19? No, I believe there's a COVID-19. Do you not believe that people get sick from it? No, I believe people get sick. Do you believe people die? Yes, I believe people die. Do you believe they're dying much, 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 much faster than any other things killing people in society today? And I say, absolutely not. I don't believe that. In fact, I don't know a single person who has died of COVID. I don't know how many we'll see. When did it start? February? February, March, April, May, June. Five months. I don't know anybody died. Now, maybe it's because I live in Texas and only 2,000 people have died in Texas where, like, <sighs> tens of thousands have died in other states. So maybe it's just locationally minded. Now Texas is the fastest growing COVID environment there is. Still don't know anybody who died. There's more and more and more cases which is ridiculous, because why did they complain about cases when they let people go out and protest? 30, 40,000 people at a time. And then they tell people they can't go on the beach for 4th of July. Hey, I'm not advocating going on the beach for 4th of July. I'm advocating don't let them protest. Say, well, they have the right to protest. Well, we have the right to go on the beach. We have the right to do anything until it affects somebody else. But that's where the libertarian thing gets lost. Because once... A group decides they're going to take and put power over you. There's no libertarian anymore. You can't. Our founding fathers were libertarians. That's what America was built on. Don't tread on me. That's the concept. But in our day and age, don't tread on me means that 
the political left will destroy you and your business in the media. Or the right, or they'll put you in jail. Right? It just, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. It just doesn't make any sense. And will the right stand up for it to fight the left? Because, you know, the thing is, being a libertarian was always cool to be in the middle. You know what I used to always vote for? I'd vote for one of the Congresses being controlled by Republicans, one being controlled by the Democrats, and there'd be a weak president. And then nothing got done. As long as nothing gets done, we're safe. But when they start making changes and when they started allowing the presidents to have fiat, the ability to make a decision by themselves to throw in presidential rules and regulations, governor rules and regulations, that's when our rights got trampled on. And they're gone. So when we come back, let's talk about what we can do. Right? Let's talk about what we can do to get through this environment we're living in right now. By the way, if you want to call, give us a call. You can have to be on one of the two wacko sides anyway. We'll find out which one yours is. Take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. So um, I've just went off on you for the last two segments about how weird I think society is becoming and how far left it's starting to tilt and as a libertarian I believe the reality is you need to re-tilt everything back to the center I think the center is the place to live in and if you're in the center you can do whatever you want you can uh, and I don't mean you can do whatever you want that came out wrong I mean you you can you have the rights you retain the rights to do those things which you desire to do that are within the realm of the law so Let's start by saying that what we really need to do is a couple of things here right now to make this time in our life worthwhile between now and January. And number one I'm going to put on my list, which I've never put on my list before, is to vote. You need to get out there and vote. Uh, if, if you don't want this pure, if you don't want this, this big giant thing to tip over upside down, then you better get out there and vote. And I don't have to tell you how to vote. You're logical enough to understand what's going on. You can see who the crazies are. I mean, you can just see it. You can you just listen to them. It's not even hard to see. I mean, I don't even need to name their names or point them out. They're out of their mind, right? So you need to vote. Right? Number two, you need to do something with your life. Since you're trapped and you can't do all the things you normally do, because of the COVID virus problem, uh, maybe the rioting problems got your business messed up, whatever it is, this is a tumultuous situation in time in your life. You need to do something positive. Why? Two reasons. Number one, you need to focus on something other than negativity. You gotta get some new stuff in your life. I've picked up some new hobbies in the last eight, 12 weeks, and uh, I'm enjoying the heck out of them. I'm really expanding on them, growing rapidly within these hobbies. Uh, spending time and money and practice and really enjoying the new hobbies. So uh, I think that it's a good time to pick up a new hobby, especially if it's something you can do without needing to um, get into society. I mean, if there's social distancing of, available within your, in your new hobby. Um, number two, you need to think about 
Where will you be financially after this 12 months is over? By the time we get to the end of this year, what will change in your life? Now, I have an email that was sent to me, and I didn't ask the guy to use it. Um, I did ask him to be on the radio someday, and he said he would, but I'm still not going to use his email without his, me getting say, permission uh, with his name. So I'm going to do it without the name. He says, my name is blank. Three years ago, I sat in one of your two-day weekend courses. Honestly, it was brutal. It was not until 3 p.m. on Sunday of a two-day that I finally heard you say anything that was going correctly financially, that I was doing correctly financially. From 401k to passive income to thinking I was doing it right by my family, all wrong. Fortunately, I was ready for your hard truth. The saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, or something like that, Delp, you are our teacher. At this time, my wife and I have one, or at that time, I'm sorry, my wife and I had one rental in Louisiana. We did not understand cash flow, appreciation, depreciation, or equity increase due to tenants paying the mortgage down. Fast forward three years. We now have 12 doors, four single-family homes, two fourplexes. 100% occupied, cash flowing $5,400 per month. Today, we signed a contract on another single-family home. All that from your two-day course. Now, that was a great weekend. The story gets better. I have referred several people to your group. Some went, some didn't. I wish all of them could have been at my house this weekend. I sat down with my two boys and started the discussion about estate planning. It was the greatest talk ever. We actually have income-producing assets that we need to plan to pass on to the next generation, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Anyway, we still have lots to learn, so I rejoined Lifestyles today. I plan to retake the two-day class. I recently listened to one of your podcasts, and you talked about a bodybuilder who was one of your mentors when you were young. I cannot remember his name. His name was Bruce Randall. But uh, you thanked him. Well, you were the guide for us. From the bottom of our heart, thank you, Dell. And again, I won't give out his name. So, why did I read that to you? Think of that amount of change. He just bought another house, so he's probably going to make about close to $6,000, let's say another $450, a month of positive cash flow tax-free. What could you do with $5,800 a month tax-free in your life? Or even $5,000, or even $2,000 extra a month, right? You know, it, it starts out at 1000 it goes to two, then it goes to four, then it goes to six, then it goes to ten. And then it's twenty. And you wake up one day and you get twenty grand a month passive income coming in. Whether you get out of bed or not, twenty grand, whether you get out of bed or not. And then believe it or not, it literally over longer periods of time becomes thirty and eventually forty. Could even get as high as fifty. I've seen as much as $100,000 a month passive income from some of these investors. A month, not a year. But it all starts with getting into that class. Thousands, tens of thousands, man, I think we're over 40 or 50,000 clients now, have taken the class, have never known anything about real estate, and went on to change their life over a 30-year period of time. Now think about it. Same message, 30 years, still here. That has to say something to you, right? I mean, even the stockbroker and financial planner guys have come and gone. You don't see the same people on the radio for 25 years. It just doesn't happen. I think most of them die off. <laughs> but, 
Even if they die off, they should have someone replacing them. But here we are, right? We're still here. We're still helping people. What do you need to do? Well, right now we've changed everything because of the pandemic. We are not doing the live classes anymore. So whereas you used to have to go sit there for two days, and I, I, I make it sound like it was bad, but you know, some people, it's tough to sit there for two days if you're you know, type of person that's jumpy and needs to be doing something. Some people have to stand in the back of the room and go from foot to foot or walk around or whatever. But two days were the information to change your life. Now we can't come that close. We can't have people packed in a room like that. So what we're doing now is we're doing it online. And so you can take it in one of two formats now. One format is the regular two-day format. Saturday and Sunday, you stay at home, watch it all day long, Saturday and Sunday. Second format, though, we came up with was because some people said, look, it's hard to sit glued to a computer for two full days. So what we did is we broke it up into four segments. And I think they teach two of them a week for two weeks. So like you get one, and I don't even remember what it is, like Tuesday and Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday, or Wednesday and Friday, Wednesday and Friday. I'm not sure what it is. You have to look into it. Uh, had a lot of people say they really liked that format. It was easier on them for some reason. The problem with the four-segment format is that invariably something comes up on one of the days and you don't get to it. Then you got to wait for the cycle to come back around again so you can catch that class. That's the only problem, whereas you dedicate two days to it, you get in, you get done, get it out, and you're ready to go, and boom. You're buying something by Monday. You're there Saturday and Sunday. You're buying by Monday. But whichever format works better for you. I'll also suggest to you that people don't watch it one time. It's like the book Think and Grow Rich when I read it. First time I read it, I was only able to pick up a certain amount of it. Second time I read it, everything I picked up the first time seemed like common sense. And all the stuff that I wasn't quite ready for, more of it became obvious to me. And I was able to move forward, and same thing with the classes. When you take these things, you don't understand anything we're talking about, and you pick up the big points, the highlights, what I call the light bulb moments in the seminar. I go, wow, that's what I didn't know. That's what I don't understand about the world that these people do. And then you come back the next time and say, okay, I get what I'm looking for. Now give me the details. Give me the minutia that I need to go out there and do this step by step by step by step. And some people come back for refreshers. Some people come back again a third time for motivation. Like this guy says, he's coming back again to re-up his interest, to see what's changed in the laws, you know, because stuff does change legally, the laws and what we can and can't do, especially with this COVID thing. And so uh, you can uh, look forward to continuing education with Lifestyles. We've been here, like I said, for 30 years. And uh, it's time. Why is it time? It's time because you got nothing else to do. It's time because the world doesn't have a lot of other positive stuff going on. It's time for you to say, I can't stand it anymore. I want out. And when you get to that point, and a guy emailed me, I got the email here. I was going to even actually do the email, but I'll just paraphrase it in the last 30 seconds here. And that is, he says, why can't I stay motivated like I used to be? And the answer Tony Robbins says is, until the pain of staying the same is more than the pain of change, you won't do anything. But once the pain of staying the same is more than the pain of change, then my friend, you're in a position to change your life. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 1370, the right choice. 
Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're looking back at uh, what's going on, what you can change in your life uh, during these uh, tumultuous times here, during the COVID times. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed, um, both in written word, radio, talk shows, and whatever, uh, emails that I've gotten from people, quite a few emails along the same lines are saying that many companies have figured out that working from home is as effective as not and that it's cheaper. And it's interesting because my company, when we decided to go national about four or five years ago, I started having vice presidents, executive vice presidents saying, hey, I, you know, I, I want to move over here. You know, I, I preach it's not the, not the money, it's the lifestyle and the quality of life. I'd rather live over here. And so I started discussing with everybody what is the um, what is the downside of people working from home as opposed to showing up in an office space every day? And really, the thing was is that it was kind of scary to me, to be honest with you, that people would never show up, and so they wouldn't be a part of the team. They wouldn't feel like a part of the team. Uh, you know, their daily activities could get in the way of them actually putting in a good eight hours of work or whatever amount of work it is they need to do. But what I found to be true is that from my personal experience, I'm much more effective to work two or three hours on of intense work where no one is getting in my my way. No one's talking to me. No one's interrupting me and saying, hey, by the way, can you this or that, whatever, where you can shove emails to the side and just get right to whatever the task at hand is and then quit and go ride the bike for an hour or go jog for an hour or go work out for an hour at the gym and then come back and put another two or three good hours in. And I found that my productivity level, and of course, I'm the type of person that is very productive. Um, boy, that was arrogant sounding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I seem to be like the kind of guy that's productive. Uh, I know in many times I just decide not to be, but that's a decision that I'm at in my life where I'm financially functional enough that I can just decide not to be functioning. But in most cases, um, when I got to get something done, I, get it, I can get it done. What I found to be true is I can get it done much quicker if left alone. And working from home, I see absolutely no reason. I, I haven't been to the office in, gosh, I don't know how long, maybe once or twice in a year I've been up to that office. And I walk in, I have an office space, and we don't even need it. In other words, we're not letting anybody work from the office anymore. So we don't even need my space, their space, any of the spaces. And I think that's one of the things that employers are going to figure out is that they're going to carry less space. Let more people work from home. So if you can arrange your life to be functional from home, I think it's going to do a couple of things. Number one, it's going to give you that space you need to really be productive. But number two, it's going to give you that 30 minutes to an hour to deal with your own personal business. In other words, that which your boss doesn't really want you to do, I've never had any problem against, which is, hey, you got a tenant gives you a call, let's Take the tenant's calls. No big deal. You got to call a plumber. Go call a plumber. It's not a big deal. But if you're at work and you get that call and the boss goes, oh, your personal life's getting in your way, blah, 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 it's not good. And I think that's going to go away. I literally believe that this is going to be a society of people working from home 
not as a majority yet, but it's going to shift that direction. And more and more companies are going to look for ways that people don't have to drive to work every day, lose an hour in the morning, an hour at night. Think of all that loss, loss of productivity. Uh, go out for lunch. There's another hour, you know, cigarette breaks, whatever. I don't, do people still smoke? I guess poor people do. Uneducated people do, but most people don't anymore. And so, you know, you, you look at that situation and uh, you think about, where is that leading? And I think that's leading to a society where you're going to have more control of your time. With that control of your time, you can build these secondary streams of, of income because they don't take very much time at all to do, very little, in fact. And so you're going to want that. But it's also going to make you more autonomous. It's also going to make the company more autonomous in that if you were not housed in a building, uh, they can expand and contract their business volume very quickly. I'm sorry I'm laying off 500 people means nothing because they don't have a, you know, the 500 people in a building somewhere that they have to keep the utilities on. Uh, they can move and drift and, hey, we need more people on the West Coast. We'll move people to the West Coast. It doesn't really matter. It's going to be different. So you're going to have to be on your toes a little bit to stay employed. Now, the last thing. The lady sent me an email and said, look, I took my car into this dealer. He said he was going to get the repairs, upgrades done, uh, repaint it, whatever. Didn't get done. Called back a week later. He said, I'm sorry, the paint didn't come in on time. And said, I can't see the car on the lot. I don't know if he's stolen the car. I don't know what to do. When I call him, it's just like he's putting me off saying, oh, well, the paint will come in. Then it'll take a couple more days to get the job done. What do you think of that? And I would suggest to you in this day and age, my friends, with the way communication systems are, that there's no way, especially in the pandemic situation, that anybody doing business with you should be giving you a hard time or giving you a runaround. Um, it just shouldn't happen. You have too much control, too many ways to get a hold of people and put pressure on them and to, you know, make things happen. And, and too many options to take your business and go somewhere else with. And if you're a businessman out there and you don't realize that and you don't understand that it's best product, best price world now because they expect bet the best product because they can look you up on the internet and tell. Uh, I think that you're going to have a rude awakening coming to you in the near future. This is a situation where when you couldn't go to a restaurant anymore, they made it super easy for you to pick up food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Most things are purchased over the internet right now. Almost everything I buy, I buy over the internet. Uh, like I said, even when there, you couldn't go to a restaurant and sit, you could go get their food and pick it up. This is the day and the age of quality service. And if you're dealing with some company out there that doesn't have quality service, then you shouldn't be dealing with them. Believe it or not, we should be having the time of our life right now, even though we're in this COVID environment. So I hope you uh, enjoyed the day back. Like I said, take me a couple of days to get in the swing of things here, but as long as you keep in mind, as we go through this, it's not about just having a little more money, guys. It's about an incredible quality of life. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.